You're listening to A Perspective in Black and White with your host, Wayne Perryman, author, lecturer, researcher, and film producer. And now, here is Dr. Wayne Perryman. Thank you for joining us for another Perspective in Black and White. The primary focus of these podcasts is to focus solely on the relationships between blacks and whites in America. In this podcast, I want to compare today's protests with America's most famous protests of the past. But before I begin, I want to say for the record, I'm not a fan of protests. I sincerely believe that if we can come up with a peaceful solution or consensus after the protests, we could have came up with the same solution or consensus before the protests. Now, to prepare for today's podcast, I decided to use our public school's high school history books as a resource. One of the books was copywritten in 1941 and the other in 1991. Mostly we are familiar with the theme of today's protests, which consists of the following three words, Black Lives Matter. But very few remember the protests of 1773. It too consisted of three words, taxation without representation. According to our high school history books, to the most violent and most successful protests in American history started on December 16, 1773, when 50 white men who were part of the Sons of Liberty disguised themselves as Indians, went aboard British ships and dumped 340 cases of tea, or 92,000 pounds of tea, into the Boston Harbor. These protesters sincerely believed that if they destroyed this property, property that did not belong to them, they could make their point and achieve justice. Yes, America's most famous protest started with the destruction of property, property that did not belong to the protesters. Sounds familiar? Instead of giving this protest a negative name, historians decided to call it the Boston Tea Party. The story doesn't end there. Because these white protesters did not achieve their goal, they continued with their protest until it escalated into what is known today as the Revolutionary War. The protesters started in 1773, lasted for 10 years. And when the dust settled, not only was there an enormous amount of property damage, 6,800 persons lost their lives, another 6,100 were wounded, and even though there was no COVID-19 pandemic, Still, 17,000 died of diseases. Referring to 
the Boston Tea Party protests, John Adams wrote the following. He said, quote, people should never rise without doing something to be remembered by, something that is notable and striking. The destruction of the tea is so bold, so daring, and so firm that it will have important and lasting consequences, unquote. Adam's statement seemingly resonated with the South, who launched their own protest, a protest for states' rights. They did so by succeeding from the Union and taking states that did not belong to them and destroying Fort Sumter, a piece of property that they did not own. When the dust settled after their protests, historians say that 640,000 to 700,000 persons lost their lives and the destruction of property came to $1.4 billion. Yes, the Boston Tea Party, the Revolutionary War, and the Civil War were all protests. These protests resulted in mass killings and the destruction of property, property that the protesters did not own. Throughout history, protests seem even the most violent ones have been very effective and very successful. The peaceful ones like Dr. King's, Rosa Parks, Muhammad Ali, and Colin Kaepernick, they were also effective. Despite the fact that their protests were nonviolent, mainstream America criticized their protests. The critics didn't like the way that uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith protested at the 1968 Olympics. They didn't like Rosa Parks' protests, nor did they like Dr. King's, Muhammad Ali, or Colin Kaepernick's. But the critics never condemned the protests in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when whites went on a killing spree and killed 300 blacks, wounded 800 others, burned down 35 square blocks in the black community, then they arrested 6,000 blacks, but no whites were arrested, charged, or convicted for their violence. The Tulsa protest started after a newspaper reported that a white woman was assaulted in an elevator by a black man. Now, there are a number of similar protests by whites that resulted in the death of thousands of blacks. And in each of these cases, the critics were silent. Such was the case in Colfax, Louisiana, Wilmington, North Carolina, Rosewood, Florida, and other protests where a multitude of blacks were killed and their communities were 
burned to the ground. In the New York 1863 protests, they hung blacks from the street light posts. They burned down their homes and a Negro orphanage. That protest had lasted four days. Lincoln had to send troops from Gettysburg to stop the killing of blacks. And finally, in 1919, in Elaine, Arkansas, 200 black farmers were killed when they complained about the sharecroppers' prices. White protests in 1919 alone resulted in one of the deadliest years of mass killings of blacks in cities across America. And in each of these protests, like the protests in Tulsa, Oklahoma, no whites were ever arrested, charged, or convicted. Thank you for joining us in another perspective in black and white. God bless. You've been listening to A Perspective in Black and White with your host, Dr. Wayne Perryman. If you're enjoying the program, be sure to share it with a friend. You can find us on Facebook at Wayne Perryman, and you can visit us online at www.godshumanity.com.